It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 214, entitled Divide and Combine. It was recorded on Monday the 27th of June 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined as always by a panel of expert WordPress guests. We have Jess Frick, we also have Maya Longcar and Bernard Grinot, and we're going to talk through, well, what's been quite a busy news period. We took a week off because of the Page Builder Summit, and so we're covering kind of two weeks worth of news. The first piece of news is probably one that you've heard elsewhere. It's the fact that there has been a bit of a tussle between Matt Mullenweg and GoDaddy. We get into all of that. Then we talk about a new page builder called Breakdance from the creators of Oxygen. Elementor, a week or so ago, decided to lay off 50 or 60 of their mainly marketing staff, but they also acquired the static WordPress host, Stratic. We talk about some new features in Gutenberg and the fact that GenerateBlocks 1.5 has come out with new dynamic data options. Toolset seems to have put the brakes on development for the near future. And then we get into all sorts of GDPR weeds, Google Analytics and Google Fonts all under question. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WPBuilds. Hello, 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 wherever you are in the world. It's episode number 214 of This Week in WordPress WP Builds here. Thank you if you're joining us live. Bit of a request. Uh, if you fancy making this show have more of an audience right now and joining in the comments, I have a URL for you to share. Go to your favorite social network and share this one. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash live. It's the tiny little tiny print uh, in the yellow box there at the bottom. I should have made it the big one. Never mind. wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Go share it over there or just, you know, get on your Twitter, get on your whatever it may be and share it. And let's see if we can get the conversation going. We are joined by three very fine guests and one dreadful host. Um, let's start with the fine guests. First of all, we've got Jess Frick all the way from Pressable. How are you doing, Jess? Super excited to be here. And yes, I, I am joined by dogs. Oh, nice. Can we, yeah. dare we see the dogs? Will the dogs be making an appearance later? Well, they're very excited to be on the show today. <laughs> I'm afraid they don't say much, but this no. right here is Snoop. He's a rescue, um, and he just celebrated his first birthday. Oh, nice. We're joined by canines on the show today. We need some canine-related content at the end. We'll just mm -hmm. show pictures of dog biscuits and get him all excited. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's do the proper introduction, because Jess is the Director of Operations for Pressable, um, which is a a WordPress managed website hosting company. She's an iced tea connoisseur and a proud member of the post status community. Yeah, thank you, Jess, for joining us. What time is it where you are? It is 9.05 a.m., Nathan. Okay, I don't feel 
too bad in that case. Sometimes, <laughs> depending on where people are in North America, it's a little bit earlier than that. So thank you for joining us. We're also joined by Maya Lonka. How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, Maya is in marketing and business development field since 2004. She's currently enjoying meeting global hashtag makers of the web at conferences and meetups globally and promoting wide WordPress education as a host of the GoDaddy Pro EMEA meetups. You might want to consider talking at our events. Where do we actually find out about that? Where would we subscribe and enlist our support? If you just go to events.godaddy.com, you will get, um, you will go, you will land directly on the page where we have uh, uh, various chapters which you might want to join and then you know get some good knowledge. Thank you for mentioning that out. We're very proud of uh, of meetups and the type of knowledge we share. Thanks. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us. And lastly, he's got like several cameras going on. I'm getting a bit of visual dissonance. Something changed on the screen, and I suspect it was Bernard. Bernard never leaves a biography because <laughs> there's a little there's a little bit in our show notes where you can leave a biography, and Bernard always just leaves a blank space. So it's up to me to make it up each time. Bernard works with pods. Uh, he loves Beaver Builder, and he makes chocolate. How's that? <laughs> Oh, getting better. <laughs> you need to make more of an effort with it. No, uh, okay. No, but anyway, nice, nice to see you. Very nice to see you. You're in. Are you in Austria? You seem to be flitting about all over the place. Last times you've been on. Uh, mostly yes. We sold our property in, in Hungary, so it's only Austria for now. But uh, yeah. Only Austria for now. Okay. Um, right, 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 right. Let's see if we've got any comments coming in. If you would like to leave a comment, please do. If you've got something you want to add or say or get us to talk about, that's brilliant. We've got Elliot Sowersby, who lives just down the road from me. We're yet to meet. Um, but there's no excuse, Elliot. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, and we've had a fine week of weather in the in the United Kingdom, although it's actually <laughs> chucking it down right now. But hello, Elliot. Very nice. And also, oh, Courtney Robertson says hello, Jessica's pets. <laughs> oh, she's made up. We've got some waving. We've got some waving emojis from Shusai Toda. Hello. Um, that's very kind of you to join us. And we've got Cameron Jones, who always joins us. It's always very late. He's in Australia, and it's like bonkers o'clock. And we also have Adam Adam Warner from GoDaddy. Hello, Adam. Nice to, nice to have you with us. Um, let's get stuck into it, shall we? Before we start, a few little caveats, right? because I've got to get this out of the way. It's important. First one is, no matter what happens today, I want you to know that Maya was coming on the show anyway, right? Because we're going to get into the thick of all that conversation a little bit later. So that, that just so that you know, uh, Maya was going to be coming on the show anyway. Another couple of caveats that I think is important for me to deliver, just so that you know where I'm coming from, because, you know, what's what do they call it? Where you sort of get everything out and you air your lawn like beforehand. Disclosure. Responsible like... disclosure. That'll do nicely. Um, GoDaddy was in the news today, as was Matt Mullenweg. Not today, uh, last week. And it's important that you know that this podcast is sponsored by GoDaddy, GoDaddy Pro. <laughs> and also, it's important for you to know that I do another podcast for the WP Tavern. And for that, I am I am paid by Audrey Capital. Uh, so now that you know all of that, you can basically ignore everything that I say. No, don't. 
don't do that. Do not do that. Uh, we try to we try to keep it calm on this show. We we pride ourselves on our politeness, and we pride ourselves on not making things incendiary and chucking grenades around. Because what's the benefit of that? Nobody gets anywhere if they're just shouting at each other. So we're going to talk about the things that occurred last week, but we're not going to shout and we're not going to stamp our feet and get all cross. But. Let's not start there. That's the third piece for this week. <laughs> right, okay, here's the first piece. It could not be avoided. Last week we had uh, a, a thing on Twitter, shall we say. It was written up by Sarah Gooding, who you might like to know is also, um, you know, on the payroll of WP Tavern. Uh, and the article was called Matt Mullenweg identifies GoDaddy as a parasitic company and an ex existential threat to WordPress's future. Now, it's important to note that it, it may be that after a little bit of thinking about this, Matt decided that the, the, the storm, the controversy, in fact, there was a phrase that he used much further down. He said something along the lines of, sorry for the commotion, I believe, was the word he used. Um, he deleted a bunch of tweets. So m maybe there's something to be said there. Maybe it wasn't intended to be quite so inflammatory as it was. But it was really, this whole debate was was around the five for the future. Now, if you don't know what that is, five for the future is is the intention. And it is an intent. It's a, it's a request that uh, companies who, contri who benefit, shall we say, in the WordPress space, they commit 5% of their time in order to help the WordPress project go forward. And there was some dilemma where Matt obviously felt that GoDaddy weren't doing the, this. And so he called them out on Twitter. What was quite interesting, and you know, we could go into the particular debate about this, but just go to the article. You can read it for yourself and make up your own mind. What was, what was quite interesting was that obviously caused... A, you know, some people in agreement, some people not in agreement. But a couple of days later, so that piece came out on the 24th. Actually, it wasn't a couple of days later. It was the same day. I apologize. I've got my dates wrong there. Um, the the reaction, quite on it, Sarah Gooding says, in a, in a change of what would have happened a few years ago, there was quite a lot of people who came to GoDaddy's defense and sort of said, actually, do you know what? It's not quite as plain as it would see. You know, we've had very good experiences with GoDaddy. Um, so again, from my point of view, I would just like to say that we are sponsored by GoDaddy. This podcast literally won't be happening unless we get sponsorship and GoDaddy have stepped up for an entire year. They also helped events like the Page Builder Summit, and I know they help out at things like WordFest. So really, this whole debate is around five for the future. So let's concentrate on that. Um, I'll open it up. What did you make of this? I mean, this just seemed like the perfect WP drama, as if WP <laughs> dramas needed any more fuel throwing on the fire. What, what did you make of this? Should we start with, let's go for Jess. Have you been watching this story? I have. Um, Matt left a comment. And he said, I think it means we can just blame Nathan for everything. And I think I, this is the... <laughs> now I, you're talking. I this kind Nathan, of agree me, here. Nathan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, my disclosure, I work for Pressable, which is owned by Automatic. Um, we report to ultimately Matt. So um, I, I have to temper what I say, but I will say... Uh, that I was a GoDaddy customer. My customer number is six digits. Like I've been around forever. I have a lot of friends over there. Um, I was surprised by the comment. Um, even Maya, like I met her because they were sponsoring Adam. So like, 
<laughs> they're they're everywhere. And believe me, I keep trying to sponsor podcasts and they get to them first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, sit down, Adam, you're killing me here. <laughs> but they give so much back. And I was on another uh, another discussion where I was even praising their page builder. Um I, I think that they're doing a lot of really interesting stuff. And obviously the page builder has nothing to do with WordPress, but some would say uh, that that's part of the problem. I disagree. Um, there were some comments made that uh, say that our real threat are these other page builders like, you know, Wix, Squarespace, Shopify. And I don't even know that I would call those an existential threat. Um, and this is obviously just my personal opinion. Uh, but I believe more competition in the market is a good thing and it helps us strive to be better and to do new and interesting things. Um, but I do understand Matt's ultimate, um, ultimate point was not even just five for the future, but also, you know, the, the payment processing. Right. And GoDaddy's payment processor is killing it right now. And I don't necessarily think it's because GoDaddy's forcing people on it. I think it's because they have done a really good thing with their product and they've made it easy. Yeah. Okay, so that was a piece that I earmarked. Um, and then my software, which allows me to look at all the highlights that I've made, failed about 20 minutes ago. So I'm, I'm going to be winging it today more than I normally would. The um, I'd forgotten that piece. There's the whole um, payments gateway, which if I'm right in saying is cheaper for the end user to use than let's say it would be if you just went with regular old Stripe. Maya, I don't know if you can comment about that or if um, or if Adam in the comments can comment, but there was that piece thrown in as well. That piece of the argument was, um, was mentioned. Um, let's go to Bernard. It, it, it's tricky. I mean, because we don't know what's happened in the background because I'm sure something triggered this escapade or whatever you call it. I doubt it was done in the, in, in the best way possible, maybe too much emotion in it, uh, but it rose an, an important topic and all the discussion around it because uh, I have just read a few of the comments and the comments from others and stuff like, I mean, GoDaddy's support of the community of podcasts and other stuff in the end is part of their marketing. So it's not only contributing to WordPress, but it's making advertisement for themselves. So some might say, uh, they contribute less because they don't have so many so many developers working on WordPress because uh, we have shared the numbers with quite low compared to other companies who talk less about or talk almost nothing about the rest. So it's, it's difficult to, to judge because I, I feel missing a lot of pieces. Um, then the other hand is we're losing so many open source tools. I mean, for example, POTS uses WordPress. So should we contribute to WordPress? Do we? You know, it, it gets tricky to to only collect numbers and say, oh, you're doing too much, you're doing too less. So it's it, it's difficult. I mean, the thing with the payment processor is for sure hurting WooCommerce and then WordPress or automatic behind it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 always the, if, if too much emotion comes to the topic, it's difficult to then say, okay, who is to blame and who not. I think it's important to talk about it. How do we use open source? Do we give back to open source? How do we give back? 
because in the end, many, 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 many businesses rely on WordPress thriving, getting better, whatever. So yeah. it's, it's it's trying times. Um, Maya, just before I come to you, I'm just going to raise a couple of the uh, things that have come up in the comments because, as, as expected, this was going to get some commentary going. So that's quite interesting. Um, first of all, uh, yes, I would agree, Cameron. My existence is indeed a conflict of interest. Uh, then there was Matt uh, from the Matt Report who said, I think it means we can just blame Nathan for everything. I, honestly, I'll take that. I'll fully wear the whole argument. And if it just if it just pours water on the flames and it just goes away, I'll hide next door for like 12 hours, just consume it all, and then we'll make it go away. But, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, what else have we got? We had a couple of other real, bits. Real quick, Nathan, I yeah. uh, fact-checked it, and you are correct. Um, as far as United States processing, and I know you, everybody's all around the world, but just in the United States, the GoDaddy payment processor is 0.3% less money. Yeah. Okay. So that was my understanding. I don't know if that covers uh, places like the EU and so on. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba, and Adam, uh, who, again, uh, full disclosure, Adam is uh, uh, an employee of GoDaddy. Uh, and he says, for further context, so this is back to the payment process, uh, our GoDaddy payments is much more than just WooCommerce. That's interesting because I, I didn't know that piece, Adam. So that's that throws in uh, some interesting stuff as well. Uh, Cameron says, five for the future, in my opinion, is a fancy way of Matt saying, build my software for me. GoDaddy contributes so much to the WP community that doesn't fall under the banner, e.g. sponsoring here okay so that's an interesting piece because i don't actually know the ins and the outs of what five for the future means does it can anybody can anybody correct me on this does it mean literally five percent ideally of time committed to wordpress core or do the other pieces the community bit the sponsoring the podcast the sponsoring the word camps and so on and so forth do, do they, you know, if you could, if you could show that five percent of the hours that our people are doing was involved in other WordPress things, would would that help? And indeed, would that change people's opinion of it as well? Uh, so, Maya, I'll let some more comments drip in. Um, I'm going to leave you with the caveat that obviously, you know, you've got certain constraints around what you can say, and we fully understand those. But uh, if you've got anything to say about that, maybe you could tell us what it is that you do. Uh, from a GoDaddy perspective, what it is that, you, that you're involved in, something like that? Well, after I, what I've heard, what Bernard and Jessica said, uh, I, I mean, I have nothing to add. Uh, this is the human point that we all took at this, uh, at this matter. So it's really like, uh, let's just move, like, you know, uh, after this, because uh, the time is moving, economic times are different. Uh, I think that our workers actually need to spend more time on... Uh, on learning some business skills, you know, in the times of the, you know, economic times which are reaching our favor. So, uh, from from the point of view of contribution, I mean, we as a team, all all of us, we are all committed to contribution, so, and we contribute to to the maximum that we can. I mean, I contribute to WordPress, and I'm not, I, and I don't code, you know. So, but I found other ways, like to do some translations, you know, and I'm saying hello to the Polyglots team there and to help with accessibility, knowledge sharing, and, you know, from time to time being in meetings in marketing, helping out, promoting their efforts, you know, and many different ways, hosting translation days, uh, EMEA meetups, sharing knowledge. So it's about, I mean, it's uh, what I felt uh, in WordPress as a community is you can really express yourself if you'd like, you know. And this is what empowered me, you know, now to be able to contribute to something great as WordPress is. 
I don't know about anyone else's uh, experience with contribution and how much time actually allows you, but I'm sure you all uh, actually enjoy. Yeah, I mean, my contribution tends to be around promoting content in the WordPress space. My my contribution doesn't involve writing code or anything like that. I've dabbled in various different teams, but I've never quite settled on anything that I've liked. I've I've sort of dipped in and I've dipped out and never never really committed to anything. So this, I suppose, in a certain sense, is my contribution, which I guess wouldn't really count uh, under the auspices of uh, the you know the the things that were coming into the comments. Let's go to let's go to Bernard. What, what, do you contribute anything? I mean, to WordPress directly, mm. not much. I'd say. I mean, uh, being guest on the show, <laughs> yeah, uh, but. And in, indirectly with working on pods and doing stuff over there, it's part of the of the bigger community around WordPress, I'd say, because pods is, is used by many people. My plugin is still used. It would need some updates, but well, you know, time. And, uh, so I think everybody and every contribution should count, but it's easier to count developer hours or I don't know, contributions from developers versus those non-measurable stuff like spreading the word, educating people, uh, I don't know, helping out, answering in the forums. Uh, it, it's so many different translations, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, it, it, it's difficult to track. And uh, that's the reason why I wondered why this post by Matt was triggered. If there was something happened uh, beforehand, which we all don't know about some stuff in, in the background or with numbers, because I'm sure there are numbers why he came to that conclusion that GoDaddy does not support like they should. I don't know. So so I'm not a fan of the way he did it, <laughs> but that's Matt. I think we have had similar <laughs> incidents earlier where he just shouted out something and maybe sometimes it's, the best way to get attention to to something stupid. I mean, he's not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Or, Interesting or, approach. Or maybe he did, 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 had a visit from Elon Musk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not even go there. Uh, <laughs> Jess, anything anything to add in terms of contributions from your side? Yeah, um, I just like to say that <clears throat> even though we're owned by Automatic. Um, when I joined the team at Pressable, we started officially contributing to Five for the Future. Um, but, you know, eh, there was a discussion after WordCamp EU where they were talking about what types of contributions count toward Five for the Future and which ones don't necessarily count to that. But it was acknowledged that all are obviously important. Um, but the reason that they're talking about this is because they're going to start giving credits for releases to people who didn't necessarily code. So, for example, people who are translating could be acknowledged as core contributors um, and so forth. It's, it's a discussion. I don't know that it's been fully resolved yet, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Also, um, I think there's a misconception that Matt owns WordPress, and that is not true. Um, so the, the comment about developing Matt software for him is not true. Uh, that's, that's actually everybody contributing so we can all use it. Um, you know, the stuff that Automatic makes their money on are like WordPress.com, WordPress VIP, uh, 
obviously WooCommerce um, and those sorts of things. But when it comes to, you know, contributing to WordPress, I do it because I've been working professionally in the WordPress field since 2010. And it's literally given me my livelihood to raise my kid. Um, I feel, I feel indebted to it. And so I do it voluntarily. Um, <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure what caused um, that particular response to Jeff, but I can tell you, um, and this is not me making excuses. This is just how I roll. I also offer grace, you know, and I think Matt backed down. He apologized, but you know, what was said was said. You can't unring the bell. I'm not saying that we should brush it under the rug, but I agree with Maya. You know, we, we got to keep living. Um, everybody is going to write articles about this on every single WordPress blog there is in the world. And everybody wants to talk about it and dissect it. And honest to God, GoDaddy is doing awesome stuff. And I think the best thing that they could do is just keep being awesome. And a, sorry, sorry. Give him, give him some grace. You know, honest to goodness, who on this call and everywhere else has not said something stupid at some point? <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm saying like what every Matt said. Couple of minutes. Yeah. I'm not saying what Matt said was stupid. I'm not saying what Matt said was stupid. But you know, I remember there was a controversy where GoDaddy had an issue, and we all had to show grace and love then too, because honest to goodness, like you said, infighting does no good at all. Yeah. Okay. So. Here's, here's a thought that occurred to me whilst we were talking about that. The, the whole five for the future thing would be if it was codified, just as you were describing, Jess, and everything was known and, and everybody knew what fell under the auspices of that. And the discussion coalesced around translations count, um, sponsorship of WordCamps count, c committing core to code counts, writing a plugin which goes on the repository, all of that counts, then we'd be in much better shape, wouldn't we? Because it would be clear where the boundaries lay. But also, it's kind of curious because it, we've got this expression, carrot and stick. And the, the carrot is five for the future. Um, if you contribute to five for the future, that everybody's going to be happy with you. You can go out and tell everybody that it's something that you've done and, and that's good and you'll help the WordPress project. But does it feel a bit like maybe over the last week, there's been a bit of stick. The stick came out just for a brief moment and got wielded around a little bit. And then the stick got put away. And now we're just in that period of kind of calming down a little bit. So, okay. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Real quick. I, I just want to say, I'm not like trying to gaslight anybody into saying that this was okay. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Um, I was more agreeing with my friend Maya that yeah. at some yeah. point we got to. It's, it's a tricky, tricky thing because I think that the issue for many people is that Matt doesn't own WordPress, but he for sure has a very big influence on the project. Yeah? Like you can read in the comments. And he's on the one hand talking about WordPress and on the other hand, on the other hand, he has WordPress.com and all his businesses that evolve around WordPress. So it's sometimes a little bit tricky to dissect his personality, which is talking for the open source stuff, and his personality talking about his own business and maybe having an issue with his competition, not doing as much as he thinks he does. So it's so that's 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 maybe another angle why some people reacted harsh more harsh than they ha could have reacted because yeah in the end it's competition he's talking about yeah 
Some days it's harder to run this show than it is others. I would say this is about the most difficult that it's ever been, um, largely because I'm trying to read the comments as they come in and make sense of them and pick the ones that go on. But I'm so keen not to drop what anybody's saying. So I'm just going to quickly raise a couple that came uh, into my uh, headlights here. So Adam, again, we've mentioned what Adam does. Uh, he mentions training, community, WP diversity, and many more oral contributions. And that goes to Jess's point about codifying and locking down what Five for the Future actually is. And if we had a Bible for that, you know, all of these things count, all of these things don't count. Um, but to Adam's point real quick, yeah. um, as it stands now, those were not included necessarily mm -hmm. and that's part of the debate there is that they should be yeah you know yeah. pods does a lot of work for a lot of people but plug-in management and delivery even if it's free doesn't technically count and yeah. so that Interesting. no 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 that's fine <laughs> um i met maya two years ago says courtney in the marketing team so there you go there's a proof positive of maya's maya's contribution uh Cameron, again, uh, I'm a developer of a completely free open source plugin that use, is used on tens of thousands of sites. I don't expect my users to be contributing back. Thank you. That's an interesting comment. Um, the idea, he goes on to say, the idea uh, that anyone is obligated to contribute is entitled and ridiculous. Okay, so that's quite an interesting point as well, isn't it? If the if the carrot is five for the future, um, but n but people don't wish to contribute, is it? Is it fair to to sort of castigate them, or is it more just leave them alone? They just don't get mentioned. You know, they don't they don't they don't get the notoriety that comes from that. But anybody that does does. Who knows? Uh, Matt Medeiros again. I think the big org should call Matt's bluff. Okay, this will be interesting. I think the big org. <laughs> I think the big org should call Matt's bluff and actually spend five hundred thousand. I guess he means dollars to $1 million a year on salaries to commit to core. <laughs> if two or three major hosts did that, we might see a different product and community. Okay, so Matt's calling for a full-on, like, kill them with kindness approach. Just blast, blast the money at the problem from some of the big companies. Um, and I guess Adam is saying empathy would be a good goal, always and on all sides. Hopefully... That is what we try to do here. I'm not sure we always succeed, but the idea is never to let it get too incendiary. And mm, Peacher. I think the conversation is wider and relates to the fact that open source my foot. What does she mean there? Don't know. Open source my foot. Big companies are expected to contribute. Independents are rarely sponsored without return, usually kudos. Okay, so that's another thing, isn't it? It's about the fact that those who can afford to can contribute, and we've had that. We've had that discussion a lot. Okay, so we've spent basically half an hour on one story, which is pretty unusual. I'm sure you've all got your opinions on it. Depending on whichever side of the seesaw you want to sit on, go and have that argument somewhere else, because from now on, we're going to turn our attention to other things. However, we've made Bernard go away. He's obviously fed <laughs> on. No, he's, he's back. He's cleared off. The... the the, the, the word that I might use for this particular episode is the word division, because division seems to be a theme for this last couple of weeks. And, uh, and here's a couple of examples. So let's move on. Let's leave that story behind us. Go on to this one. This is, uh, okay, so it's not division in a sense, but it is in a sense. This is a new product that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. It's called Breakdance. And as if you didn't need it, it's another WordPress page builder. However, the 
the, the kind of interesting piece in the story here is that this is created by, well, I'm going to say the, the the team, but I don't know if it's all of the team or a bit of the team. My understanding is like four of the nine devs or something like that over Oxygen. And so what they've decided to do is they've decided to make another page builder, which is basically a lot easier. I saw a video from uh, Louis, the founder of Silfly, which is the company behind Oxygen, and he kept kept comparing it to Elementor. I mean, over and over again, he would say, you know, it's like Elementor. So I think what they what they realized potentially is that their Oxygen page builder, whilst excellent, was actually really quite a, a bit more difficult for the, the, the sort of audience that Elementor use. Obviously, Elementor is doing really, really well. We'll come to that in a minute. Um, and they wanted a bit of a slice of that pie. So here it is. If you go to now... Goodness only knows how much they had to pay for the URL breakdance.com in the year 2022, but I bet it wasn't $10. Uh, they've got the URL breakdance.com, and you can go and check it out here. Gotta say, hand on heart, it looks pretty good. I quite like that. Their mission here. It's got a lot of modern things in it. It's got a lot of cool things. The workflow seems super simple. But here's where the division comes in. What on earth do you make of this if you're a paid Oxygen user and you discover that for the last three years, the company have been building a product which they haven't been talking about in the public and diverting resources from the page builder that you would hope was using all the resources on your page builder of choice. And so there's where the division angle comes in. I look like I'm going into heaven. I'm going to spend a moment or two adjusting my settings so that it doesn't go all white. And I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to, can I chuck that one to Bernard first? Because I know that he's like super massive on page builders and probably has something to say. I mean, I didn't test it yet. I did just take a quick look. I mean, you can't blame, you can't blame companies for developing new products. That's my point of view. I mean, we don't know if they contributed their money from oxygen to breakdance or if it's a, just an entirely separated project uh so it's 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 maybe not the best thing to assume they took money from the one side and push it over to the other uh still it's it's it feels a little bit off to have two page builders in one company and uh, it would need to take a look if it's how much technical overlap you have. If they did a new project, what do what do they do with the old one? Yeah. Personally, I don't like his personal style, but maybe that's 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 nothing business related. <laughs> he's quite uh, a character, should we just say yeah. that? In his uh, in his videos, he's he's quite an interesting chap with a very forthright approach to marketing. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kindly spoken. <laughs> Like um, I say, no grenades here. <laughs> I I wonder where this all is, is is leading to because yet another page builder. I mean, yeah, we have seen with, with form plugins that there's always room for a new one, but it's kind of getting very crowded out there. And uh, with Gutenberg getting better and better, I wonder what's the idea or why go there with another product what do they think they do better than all the others i don't know did you see anything nathan that 
stood out for you, like something special? There, there were, do you know, there definitely were a couple of things. And I honestly, off the top of my head, can't remember what they were. But they, it was, it was layouts and flex and all of that kind of stuff. And honestly, I wish I'd written it down. Well, I did, kind of. And then my note-taking app decided to die on me. Um, but Davinda's basically echoing your point. Davinda, hello, Davinda. Um, thanks for being in the Page Builder Summit. By the way, like great timing, release a Page Builder during the Page Builder Summit. That was kind of quirky. <laughs> um, gasping for oxygen, he says. Is the existing oxygen user on hearing this announcement? Yeah, that was my point. Another page, excuse me, another Page Builder. Why not? There is enough pie for everyone to have a grab. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if Jess or Maya, if you've got an interest in this particular piece, but if you do, shout out now. I think innovation is good. I think uh, I think this is how actually changes are done. And so, I mean, nobody likes changes, and everybody says changes are painful. But I think uh, maybe I think that competition generally is good because it brings out the best from companies, products. You know, so that's my take on this. Uh, I should point out that it's still in alpha. Uh, it's alpha two at the moment. I believe last week it was alpha one. But um, I think basically the idea is that it's going to be dead simple to use. You could give this to your, well, your dog, Jess, and it, it would be able to quickly whip up a WordPress website, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's supposed to be easy to use. There's less technical um, difficulty because, like I said at the top, the the page builder that they built, the oxygen page builder. I think there was there was a bit of a learning curve, shall we say, and maybe that put a few people, a few of the Elementor crowd uh, off, if you know what I mean. Jess, anything on that? You know, I would like to uh, give my time to some of these comments. There are some really good ones in there. Okay, let's do that in that case. Uh, da, 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 let me go to the top. Okay. Uh, seems like, oh, were we talking here, uh, say about, oh, I think we're back. I think we might have been. Yeah. Been, yeah. Let me, let me go back and let I, me start I with meant Adam's. more like, yeah. Okay. Let's start here. So Adam, thank you for commenting. This oxygen and breakdance was interesting and concerning news for existing customers. Okay. That's the point, right? Uh, if you've, it, for me sitting on the outside, I don't use oxygen. I don't use breakdance. It's an interesting story and nothing more. But if I am an oxygen user, I am starting to think, Hmm, that's curious. Mm -hmm. Do I, do I start to have concern? Do I think three years down the line? Things are going to be a bit different. And, okay, so this adds more context. Um, Shusei says, breakdance, another nice page builder. Okay, well, it's got you on the hook. That's probably all that was needed. That's great. Lovely. Um, ba -ba -ba. Scott Kingsley-Clark saying hi. I noticed uh, noticed you in Twitter this week, Scott. Uh, let's say no more. Um, and reality check. Reality check. The end users hardly know Gutenberg. Mostly, <laughs> most don't even know WordPress, but they would know what is Elementor. Okay, thank you. There's there was a mention in some comments suggesting that Oxygen was built on tech that wasn't future proof. Not sure how that is though. Do you know? I have a memory that Oxygen was built on top of something else, but I think I'm wrong about that. So I don't really want to say one way or the other. Um, what else have we got on the date? So this is from Shushay. It says on the date we release Oxygen uh, Breakdance 1.0. Oh yes, good point. Uh, on the day that we release Oxygen, Breakdance 1.0, all Oxygen users will be given a free one-year license for Breakdance on the official site. Maybe they, the developers, had a hard time updating. Okay, so this is a really good point. Um, 
oxygen has always been lifetime and we know how that goes if a product <laughs> if, if a product lasts for several years you you are either you've got a logarithmic curve of users that's just endlessly going up so that you can support it or you go to subscription that just seems to be the way everything goes and they are still on uh, lifetime deal pricing and louis did make that point in the video he said looking back that was the most ridiculous decision you know why did we do that so they're going to give no lifetime deal ever he said it'll just be a subscription and if you've got an oxygen license you're going to get a year for free okay so that assuages quite a lot of the comments there doesn't it that's quite interesting i think that's probably all that i want to say about that one thanks jess sorry jess your face is totally hidden by the comment there uh, <laughs> you're okay with that okay that usually happens on here i think oh, okay no but look best. i think i think we can move you around hold on look it's let's... okay <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make no me... no no, no i'm, I'm going there look, okay. no, i did it wrong okay. i did it right look there we go no it's me <laughs> i'll just stop i, I just want to we're missing all this that was his yeah, yeah we're, we're not missing paul are we let's be honest we're not <laughs> we are missing paul we want paul back. paul's going to come on the show at some point in the future whether he likes it or not um um, okay, let's change direction. This is not new news because I took a week off because of the Page Builder Summit, which was last week. Thank you, by the way, if you were in attendance at the Page Builder Summit. I hope you enjoyed it. We had lots of nice commentary in our Facebook, uh, sorry, in our feedback uh, form. So that's always nice to have. Elementor last week laid off, oh, actually the week before, they laid off uh, quite a lot of staff. This is an interesting development because... Really, in the WordPress space, Elementor, that the, the the chart really has been logarithmic. You know, it's been going up and up and up. Last time I looked at statistics, which seemed like about a year and a half ago or two years ago, I think they had like 130 employees. When this piece came out, they had 400 employees. So that is really staggering rate of uh, taking on employees. But they have decided that they're going to lay some people off, 50 to 60. And my first reaction was, oh, boy, that's that's not good. That's trouble. And I read the piece and it seems like they're they're taking a cautious approach to the well, the financial impending uh, recession, let's call it that. Um, and they're they're stripping away the bits and pieces of their business, which at the moment they feel are not going to assist them. So a lot of that has gone through the marketing. There's been a lot of um, people in the marketing department who've been let go. And I think most of them were there. But the R&D team, so the guys who are the guys and the girls, I should say, who are developing the, the plugin itself, they're they're still there. So whether or not that gives you comfort or not, I don't know. But it's a big change. And I wonder, I wonder if this is a trend that we're going to see more. So I don't work for a big company. It, I don't know what people are talking about in boardrooms. But I would imagine that in tech, if you look at the stock prices of tech, they're all going in one direction. And it's not north. Um, I wonder if, you know, for example, the likes of GoDaddy and Pressable and all the other companies, you know, Gravity Forms and all that. I wonder if they are starting to look at their accounts and say, hmm, let's have a little bit of a rethink. And the biggest, probably the biggest thing is going to be payroll. So what did you make of this when you saw it? Anybody chip in? Ooh, uh, I wish say. we were hiring for marketing because a lot of really good marketing people lost their jobs. And uh, 
that that's never something you want to see. Don't you think they did a really great job? Like they had some of the most slick TV like marketing. That was the that was the one thing that always got me about their marketing was how it looked like a like you could fully put their stuff on the television. Their fifteen second YouTube ad, you could put it in the well, yeah. Super Bowl's a bit of an exaggeration, but you could put it in the main mainstream telly and you wouldn't think that's weird. It just looked yeah. really, really professional. So you're right, they had a lot of really good talent. But our good friend Devinder made a great point. You know, they absorbed employees from Stratic. Um, So they have good marketing people too. But yeah, there's tons of praise for the people who helped make Elementor who they are today as far as marketing is concerned. Yeah. And on that bombshell from Jess, look at this. Uh, uh, Very rarely that I get to sort of trumpet some sort of scoop type thing but yeah we got them on the we got them on the podcast we got um miriam schwab from um stratic and we had amitai gap from elementor and this we literally recorded it and then 24 hours later the news story about the the layoffs came on so i thought oh it's one of those examples where i put, <laughs> put the episode out and then instantly thought oh it was the wrong story wasn't it never mind um but that's true so I believe Stratic had, if memory serves, I think there were about 17, 18, something like that, employees who went across. And this is another really curious story for me because Elementor already have a page builder cloud. So you can already get your website, your entire website built off the Elementor account. You log in, you can fire up your Elementor cloud hosting and you're off to the races. And now they've acquired Stratic, which is a headless, static WordPress hosting company. And I did think that was really curious. So if, if you, like me, are curious about it, you can go and check this episode out and you'll see see why they did it. And the answer is, for the moment, they're keeping the two things completely separate. The Stratic team are just going to keep firing as the Stratic team. And there's not going to be any sort of implementation of Elementor right now. That was the giveaway. But curious story. Acquisitions have been the thing for the oh, longest yeah. time. I would imagine we're not going to be doing too many of these stories in the days, weeks, and months to come. I could be wrong. I'm going to take some water. For me, it's very interesting here, like uh, the fact um, that the whole approach to recession has all somebody had to announce, right? So, and I was, you know trying to investigate how this recession and everything will function. So I found a quote which says, uh, um, it says, I've heard about recession and I've decided not to participate. (laughs) Yeah, I wish it was so easy. (laughs) So so how I see this and what I think Elementor actually is trying to do is to optimize the scalable tools, right? So I think this is the time now when you... You don't have already, but then you really try to find and arm yourself with the scalable tools that help you your business grow with the same amount of people. And understanding like the critical economical factors and market moves where you see your opportunity. So like this scalable tools and plus some market knowledge, I think would help any leader of a company to understand how this crisis could be driven. And I wasn't surprised that uh, Elementor and Stratic merged. I think that's a really, really an interesting merge and uh, additional value to WordPress. Thank you. Um, anybody else on that, or should we crack on? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Let's crack on. There's certainly no shortage of stuff that we've got on the on the rundown this week. Okay, let's go back to just like normal WordPress news for a bit, shall we? That sounds good. Um, okay, so this is nice. This is the sort of thing that I really like. This is Gutenberg, Sarah Gooding writing about Gutenberg on the tavern. Gutenberg 13.5 adds featured image placeholder support for cover block cleaner pasting into other apps. Okay, so there's this kind of like minor thing whereby um, they've they've fiddled with the UI for featured images so that if you've got, oh, I don't know, you just want to have a cover block and you want the featured image to go there, um, they, will now, they will now visually show that in a slightly different way and the menus that you've got to select and so on have been jiggled around. But buried in the article right at the bottom is the bit that I'm interested in. I don't know if... <laughs> has anybody ever tried copying and pasting text out of a WordPress blog post? Anybody? No, P clearly not, because it's an absolute catastrophe. Um, basically, you end up with this mess. Look, can you see that? You get mm. all of the comments. You get all of this croft. So even if you just want to like copy and paste two paragraphs, you have to do them one at a time. It's quicker to do them individually. So click, click, click on the mouse, right click, copy, go somewhere else, paste, go back, select the second paragraph, click, 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 copy, paste. And you do this backwards and forwards because deleting all of that nonsense takes more time than that. Anyway, it's gone. It's going. Finally, you'll be able to copy and paste. Now, this may not seem like a thing which is important. Oh, yes, it is. It is for me. Um, I do this sort of stuff all the time. I'm copying and pasting content from one part of my site to another or taking it from a post that I've already written and putting it into an email, autoresponder, something like that. And this is going to save me, like, in the whole year, probably 12 or 13 minutes, but it doesn't matter. That's 12 or 13 minutes that I could use on something else. So I think that's really cool. Nice little feature, probably something which only me cares about, but I think... No, the, the, there are agreements in the chat. <laughs> this is an awesome development. Yeah, you see... Adam's with me. Adam, have you felt that pain? <laughs> you felt the pain of copying and pasting. That's exactly what I've been, that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I've been moaning for hours. Okay, so there's three of us. There's three of us on the call. You're not alone. <laughs> I am not alone. It's, a, I literally don't understand it though. I can't understand quite how that UI um, shipped because it really does look on the front end, doesn't it? It just looks like a Google Doc. It looks like paragraph, 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 paragraph. And we know why, because there's all of that stuff so that the paragraph can be identified by the block editor and so on and so forth. But for the life of me, it never made any sense for that to be copy and pastable. Um, and it's gone. So thanks. I got that. There you go. Many times, says Adam. And it's a great feature. Okay, good. We're in agreement. It's 100%. <gasps> This episode is no longer called Division. It's now called <laughs> Agreement. <laughs> yeah, we turned it around. We turned it around. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can keep going. Uh, next one. 
Okay. Okay. Important. Really important stuff. There's a couple of GDPR things this week which you've got to know about. Um, really important stuff. WordPress.org. This is Sarah Gooding again on the tavern. Uh, WordPress.org strongly urges theme authors to switch to locally hosted web fonts. Why does this matter? It matters because, and I quote, in light of a recent, a recent German court case which fined a website owner for violating the GDPR by using Google-hosted web fonts, WordPress.org's theme team is updating its recommendations for hosting web fonts. Most theme authors have been enqueuing Google fonts from the Google CDN, which was such a good way of doing it when Google fonts came out. <laughs> it was quick and speedy and reliable and always on. Brilliant. But now, if you do that and you're serving European users, you are potentially going to be facing a big fine. And buried somewhere in this article, I believe it was in this article, was some person, I can't remember where, who had received a letter uh, from a disgruntled user saying, you know, if you don't sort this out, we're going we're gonna to take you to court. And the, the numbers are eye-watering, the kind of fines that you can face. So basically, go and check with your theme author. Uh, I would imagine most theme authors by now are taking this into hand. The themes that I've been using more recently is a little checkbox. You go, tick. And all the the all the uh, Google fonts get downloaded and they're distributed locally. So big news, and I'm guessing this is going to be one that Jess might want to talk about, just because of the whole GDPR. It feels like over in over where you are on that side of the pond, Jess. All of this seems like it's crazy European talk, and. Maybe it's something that you you wouldn't even think about, but do you do you need to think about this stuff now from your side of the pond? Oh, absolutely. We we had to just uh, program a special cookie banner so that we can handle what GDPR needs versus what's in the United States. Um, you know, I remember when Canada passed the email regulations, um, and we had to all follow those too. Uh, but here's the thing: I believe it's just a matter of time before California implements this, and then the rest of the U.S. has to do it, too. Okay. So I uh, I would not be surprised that this becomes a local issue, but, you know, speaking personally, as a member of Team Lato, uh, which is a Google font, by the way, the best one, I will have you know. <laughs> um, I did like that one. I do like it, yeah. I'm going to have to personally do some some work to bring myself into compliance. Don't sue me. No, no, but <laughs> you've got to, you've you know, got to imagine, you've got to imagine, and may, maybe less so on this side of the pond, because litigation. Forgive me if I've really misunderstood this, but it does feel like in the U.S. in particular, litigation is far more of a trigger, which is pulled more often uh, in in this part of the world. Certainly in the U.K., I genuinely I don't know anybody who's suing anybody else. Never have. I would imagine it's quite likely I'll get to the end of my life, and it never will have happened. But if it's as easy as, you know, there's a law which needs to be implemented and somebody decides to go after you, you haven't really got a leg to stand on. Look, the WP Builds This Week in WordPress podcast has told you. So now you know. <laughs> Bernard, you were wanting to speak. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, uh, we are now slowly getting there that people realize why Google stuff is free because they do something with your data. And 
it's 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 a twofold thing because if I don't know what's happened in the background and this data is misused and we have not only the Google Google font stuff, it's Google Analytics, it's I don't know financial data because there was another big issue now, not not IT related, but using the European Swift data, uh, which has been forwarded by the government in the US. So it's stuff that's that's tricky because in the singular case. Uh, I don't care. I mean, they can't do much with my data, but if they get all of that and combine it and whatever. And then on the other hand, we want to have free stuff. So it's it's gonna be interesting how the future looks like if they can't monetize our data anymore. Does Google shut down services? What happens? I don't know. You gotta say props to Google though. They put this service out long before anybody thought it would be a thing you know and they've been giving away fonts for forever and a day for absolutely nothing and then this stuff comes along and maybe you've been able you have probably you have been able to download them forever anyway but there is a total workaround it's not like any of this is going away it's just you've got to download it and like davinda said he mentions astra but for Astra, replace any modern WordPress theme, I would have thought. Uh, tick a box, basically, um, to switch to locally hosted, and you're good to go. So really, this this is a... This yeah, is but, that... but, but it's the future. Yeah. Do we then get supported Google funds, or does Google stop the service because they can't monetize it anymore? Ah, uh, interesting. I don't I mean... know. I'm going to... I'm. What I'll do is I will speak to Google, directly <laughs> to Google. I don't know who that is, but I'll just go straight to the t- Sundar. That'll do. I'll go to Sundar and uh, say, what's going on, Sundar? See see if I get a response. Um, but I, anyway, there's a tripwire. There's a tripwire you've now got to know about, and this is it, and it's it's hosting Google Fonts. However, totally related to this. Now, good grief. I, I, oh, here we go. So we had Google fonts. Already. Google fonts are not illegal, but the implementation of them in the EU is breaking GDPR. But what? Okay, Google Analytics is now declared illegal in the EU, according to this website that I've never heard of before, called Tutanota. Okay, I, I mean it was linked to from a prominent website, so I'm going to assume that what I'm about to say is true. Apparently. Um, apparently, there's been a law case. This guy, Max Schrems, who appears to quite like going around uh, finding things about big tech that ought to be changed and then just making it happen. He did the same for, I believe it was Facebook or some other yep. giant corporation a little while ago, successfully made them change their ways. And now he's done it with Google. So, okay. So the last one, the Google fonts thing, easy solution, right? Everybody finds a theme, downloads the fonts locally, job done, not a problem. This is much bigger because I feel like everybody uses Google fonts. And I know there's commercial alternatives and I know that you can download all sorts of different ways of doing this, but it does feel like it's the default. If, if you don't have any better way of doing it, just go for Google, just install Google fonts, stick the analytics, sorry, not fonts, stick analytics in, copy and paste, tiny snippet of code, you're off to the races. Well, that's now changed. What does this mean? This is really big. So if you're using Google Analytics, do you have to stop? Do you have to just sort of curtail it? Do you have to, I don't know. What do you do? How does it work? I just did a quick search. And of course, someone has already registered. Is Google Analytics illegal.com? Darn it. That was what I was going to do as soon as this call was over. Damn it. 
I don't think it's illegal everywhere. I feel like I would have heard about that. No, it's, the, the problem is, like with the Google fonts, is the tracking behind it. So, uh, and since the, the safe harbor stuff between uh, US and Europe uh, is not long, no longer in effect anymore, uh, Google could use the data acquired in Europe and could be compelled by the U US government to share those that data. And that's the problem. And I'm quite sure they will find a workaround because you have already big hosting companies like I think Microsoft does it. They yeah. store European store data on, yeah. on European servers. So they uh, those servers don't fall under the jurisdiction for the US government, so they can't acquire the data. And that's the, the, the key problem there. Yeah? And uh, I'm sure Google will find a workaround or whatever solution because they want to have people still using their stuff and sell their services. Can um, you imagine how much money Google make off the back of their analytics product? Not directly because it's free, but indirectly. Can you imagine the data which is being sucked up about all these websites all over the web? And again, Bernard, to your point, if you're not paying for it, then you are the tool. And more or less, you know, if you're using the Chrome browser or the not Chromium, Chrome you're giving them a ton of stuff. And if you're looking at more or less any website on, on the planet, you're probably giving them a ton of stuff. So it's quite interesting. Um, Maya, anything about this? Uh, what to say? Yeah. <laughs> you I can say no. <laughs> yeah, nothing on my end. Uh, just a brief observation again regarding, since I, I, I preserve WordPress from a business angle mostly, so, I mean, I just think I'm just actually trying to understand how much will that affect uh, e-commerce, you know, and uh, what are the now new paths to success and how do you track your customer and where's the data? <laughs> um, Elliot has mentioned Fathom. That's a name that's come up that I've never, you know, I've heard of it. It's come up as a, a very favorable product, uh, Fathom Analytics. He says he's recently used as a replacement for his website. So really liking it, privacy-focused and fairly affordable. Um, when you say privacy-focused, does that mean that it is all on your WordPress website? Does it bring other headaches? Let's say you've now got the GDPR of taking care of all of that data on your own servers, which I suppose is, a, is another thing. But he makes the point, it isn't free. Okay, so... Maybe the free ride on analytics is going to be going away. Anyway, the point being, we've told you about it. Have a look because it might might really trip you up. And I guess I guess there's going to be some fun lawyers <laughs> just going ambulance chasing around this kind of stuff, just because why not? Okay, right. Enough about Google. Let's do some nice news about Generate Blocks. Ooh, <laughs> love Generate Blocks. Generate Blocks 1.5. If you haven't come across Generate Blocks, just go and have a look. It's so it's such a great little product. Five or six, I think it is now. Little blocks, which allow you to build more or less any layout. It's really fabulous. And one of the big pieces which was missing was the ability to add in dynamic data. Well, no more. They've, uh, they've got their new query loop block, which enables you basically to create uh, fairly, fairly complicated, but not tremendously complicated queries. So for example, you could show uh, buttons now with the linking back to the post. You could show a featured image and you could, you could have those showing the featured image from all the posts and linking back to the post. And there's loads of different parameters. You can offset them and so on. But also they've added in because they had to, 
um, a image block. And that image block enables you to style with all of the different features of generate blocks. And so, yeah, basically hat tip to Tom Osborne, fabulous release. I believe it was in beta testing for a while. I've put it on a couple of sites and I've got to say so far, works perfectly. So I'm very pleased with this. Um, anybody else? Probably not. Jess was nodding, but I don't know if she's a generate blocks user, but it's dead good. I think they added it to the free stuff. Right, only the pro. Oh, let me look down. I was only I looking at the highlight items. Like that because that's, that's mm. I think I read it somewhere, but I can't, can't find it anymore. So that they moved more stuff to the free version, which is always great. Yeah, that is good. This is quite a nice feature as well. It's called the panel. It's not called that. It's called panel memory. And because Generate Blocks is using the block editor, it looks like the block editor. But there was that whole problem that if you clicked away, everything would collapse and you wouldn't know where you were. Now it remembers where you last were. So if you go back to a certain block on the page, it'll open up at the setting that you were last using. So if you're fiddling with the background color and you just needed to go off and do something else with another block quickly, when you come back to that particular block, it'll retain where you were. So it's got state, which is really quite nice. And yeah, just go check it out. A different story. Now, what do we think? Tool set, very similar <laughs> kind of product um, in the sense that they've moved into making blocks. Let's see what you all make of this. Toolset put a piece out uh, a week or so ago, 14th of June, basically saying that their project, which I've been aware of for, since I moved into WordPress, it's one of those really long-lasting projects. It's had to move with the times when the block editor came out. They needed to adapt the whole UI. They say, and quote, in the past months, the Toolset project and its team saw a number of important changes that we want to share with you. The biggest decision, which was extremely hard to make, is to pause the development of new features for now. However, we are well aware that thousands of sites rely on Toolset and there is no way we will let them down. This is why we'll definitely keep working on bug fixes, compatibility, and stability improvements. Basically, they appear to be uncertain about the way Gutenberg is going to develop. And so rather than inject a ton of resources into stuff that they don't know will take off, they're slamming the brakes on and saying, no, we're going to do the bug fixes. We're going to do the updates, the compatibility. But that's it. If you want features, wait. Now, you don't see this, do you? Does anybody, can you remember any other company saying we're just going to pause for like six months, a year, no more feature requests while things settle down? And my concern is that whilst that comes from entirely the right place, if you were a user of Toolset, would you now be starting, would cogs in your head be going, hmm, I need an alternative? What, what do you think? Tricky. Hmm. <laughs> That's 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 your commentary. Tricky. We'll go with that. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's like a two two sided story. I mean, if you tell your users, hey, people, we are there developing this product anymore, that sends kind of out the message. Uh, move on. On the other hand, to being honest and saying, okay, let's 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 be honest. We don't have new features coming, but we're keeping the project alive. It's 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 it's, it's, it's kind of honest, but it leaves. Uh, if I were a user of toolset, I would say, hmm, 
what's what's next is the next step then just uh, only i don't know keeping up and making keeping it running and not going down and down and down because do we attract new users and yeah what's the future for the project do you know what this is the first episode where all of us have had to have caveats because because I've had a caveat because of the, the thing at the beginning, and so's Jess and so's Maya. But now Bernard needs a caveat because he's he's one of the developers for pods. It's like, whoa, what do you make of this? I mean, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Because pods, like fully, they are like really, they're, they're heads against you, aren't they? They are, they are a complete commercial rival of yours. So I imagine yeah, you're yes, yes. more interested in this story than, than you know, than most. For me, it's it, it's funny because we talked before the show. It's it's one takeaway is for people who ask always ask, yeah, but it's only open source and where does it go? And now I can say, yeah, you know, a business can stop too. So it's 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 kind of helping and <laughs> kind of sad because um, it's 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 bad for the users because if we have used it ten years, twelve years, we don't know how long. I don't know how long has tools have been around. Oh, yeah, um, like years and years, like a decade or more at least. I would have thought. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah, then your business is built around it, maybe, and kind of now it looks like they might not have new ideas, and it, it's tricky because the, the the whole Gutenberg business is 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 going in directions nobody knows what really will be at the end of the road. I'm um, still not a big fan of it, but that's another topic. <laughs> Peter Ingersoll, <laughs> caveat. Um, Peter Ingersoll is literally reiterating your comment. He says, it is tricky um, because some plugins do this without making a point of it. That's a good point. Making the statement raises questions that might otherwise only be quietly raised. Yeah, I have to say, I've had a Mia Helzer on the podcast, I think three times. Thoroughly nice guy, very clever, and I, I'm going to put my flag in the sand, and I think incredibly honourable. I genuinely think that he came across as a, 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 a just a thoroughly decent person. And, and and if this is the right decision for their business, look, what we are, we're just not prepared to waste the money. Better to get out ahead of it, right, than have six months from now, everybody saying, you haven't done anything in months. What, what the heck are you doing? Well, now you know. We're just biding our time. We're being cautious. Toolset, Peter goes on to say, has been a bit inconsistent with how they've communicated. Really good, not so good. That makes it harder to feel so confident. So there you go. Thank you, Peter. Right, just for a bit of fun, right? Bit of silliness. You three ready? Okay, we, actually, it's not you three, because Jess, we know. I'm going to ask you. You've got no time to think about it. You've got to say it immediately, right? Jess, we oh know gosh. it's Lato. Favorite font. Quick, Bernard. Favorite font. No idea. It's That's not, not an answer. That's not a font. <laughs> I have. It's not a font. Uh, Come on, I have What's my, yours? my 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 yeah. designer. She she's awesome, and she picks the fonts. It's not my my. Ah, uh, you do. Yeah, he's he's making up the fact that uh, his favorite font is actually um, papyrus. So. Well. Yeah, either that or Comic Sans. Yeah. Um, Maya, have you got a favorite font? Very quickly. Oh, look, Cameron's done it. He said Comic Sans right away. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. Maya, have you got a favorite font? Even if you don't know, just say I don't care. Calibri. Calibri. Oh. I, I just love this font. 
Yeah. I'm going to say something which is going to get me in trouble with Peacher because she, I know she doesn't like it. My favorite is Montserrat. I love Montserrat. I think it's the best. I think Peach is going to crucify me. <laughs> Comic Sans is not so great, is it? But the um, but the one that really gets me when I look at it, I always go, ooh, Cooper Black. Do you know that one? It's all like all wide and yeah, yeah, Cooper Black. Anyway, there you go. If anybody wants to throw into the comments their favorite font, go, do it now. <laughs> um, right, What's same. What's wrong with Montserrat? I don't know. I love Montserrat. It's the best. It's better than Lato. No, that's where you lost me. <laughs> but <laughs> they're very similar. They are. Uh, do you know what I think is really similar to Lato? Have you come across Railway? I have. Quite. I have, but I'm one of those people that like downloads free fonts when I find them elsewhere yeah. on the internet. You know. Don't but... don't bother with that. What you need to do is link to Google CDN. Uh, they've got this fabulous <laughs> way, of, and then especially make sure that your sites are available in the European Union. That's yeah. Uh, that's the you, that's the yeah. gospel there. Okay, right. Completely. Oh, look, Shapich is saying. Oh. Uh, in all serious, Cameron saying X XO. Never heard of XO. Never heard of XO. Isn't it funny how we take to those kind of things? And something about it just feels like like comfortable. It's a bit like decorating your house. Your house is different to everybody else's. It's just that arrangement of things that you like and um, reservations about Montserrat. She said reservations, says Peter. I have reservations about Montserrat because (laughs) the letter forms are super wide. That's what we like, though, Peter. Everybody wants a super wide font, don't they? I've no I didn't know they were super wide. Okay, silliness coming up. We're going to do a Before bit of work. Uh, the important comment gets lost. Uh, Scott Kingsley Clark, a uh, Pods lead developer, oh. said it's uh, that uh, Toolset built one of the coolest block integrations. So uh, I did miss that. I'm sorry. I'm too fascinated yeah. with my fonts this morning. Toolset, one <laughs> of the. Yeah. Do you know what? I honestly thought, Scott, like eight, 16, 18 months ago, I thought they were going to skyrocket because I thought they're their sort of blocks were way ahead of their time, weren't they? You could do all the kind of view stuff inside of the block. But um, anyway, they've decided to pause, so we're, we're, going, we're going back in time. Okay, bit of silliness, bit of silliness. This doesn't matter at all, but it's quite fun. New York Times crossword this week. <laughs> well, what word do you think came up in the New York Times crossword? It was the word monster. No, it wasn't. It was the word WordPress. And apparently... That means WordPress is now finally legit. Up until <laughs> this moment, it wasn't important. Now it's important enough that, you know, if it's going in the New York Times crossword, which apparently I'm told has got like the, the most viewers of any crossword on earth, you know, if it makes it into there, that's pretty cool. And which, which means my dad might finally understand what I do for a living. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, eight down, he's got a big blank. On his crossword, he might understand, but he's like, what is that? What is it? The clue was, what was the clue? It was something like, oh, I don't know, something like major blogging platform. Okay, here we go. The clue was popular blogging platform. S-Q-U-A-R-E-S-P-A. Oh, no, that doesn't fit. 
<laughs> now Nathan has his goal set. Whip it more than you are. That's right. No. I was going to say, he can start a spin off podcast, Squarespace builds. No, 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 he couldn't. No, that's not going to happen. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. On a similar note, being frivolous, right? What word, if you were given the New York Times crossword to make and they said you put a word in the New York Times crossword, what word would you put in? I think I would probably go for the word, uh, I don't know, squidgy. I quite like the word <laughs> squidgy. So that would be my word. Bernard, do you know what squidgy even means? <laughs> Just other words. It's, it's like a sponge is squidgy. It kind of goes like this. You can give it a squeeze. Um, so go on. Favorite word that you'd put in a podcast? Uh, sorry, not in a podcast. In a uh, in a New York Times crossword. I think yes. to 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 further um, um, how do I say it? Uh, feed your fears of my 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 hobbies or stuff like that. I would just use elephant. <laughs> elephant. It's a good word. But what would the clue be? Famous character used in the PHP programming language. Uh, for example, or yeah, great big thing with tusks. That would, that would be my <laughs> thing. Maya, anything? Um, like uh, fifty-four down. Um, I would have it like all we need is, and then three dots, and then that would be the solution for fifty-four down. What would it? What would it be? What was? What's the word? Uh, all we need is. All we need is. Love. And then the Apple company, not the Apple company that make technology, the other Apple company, come and sue you for uh, quoting their lyrics. Um, Jess, favorite word to go in the New York Times crossword? Um, well, it would have to be uh, 53 across, and it would say best host ever. Um, and the answer is obviously pressable. So. <laughs> can i you do get, that you get, can i do that right. you can do that you do adam and i need to that. meet at the flagpole now like... <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great yeah that, okay. i will tell right. you though funny enough um monitoring our brand name is so interesting the things that come up with pressable because pressable is actually also um apparently there's an urban dictionary thing for it so you uh you get to see some interesting stuff on Twitter. Because it's like it is a kind of regular word. Oh, okay. Let's not develop that. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll keep it clean. We'll keep it clean. <laughs> family show. Family oh, show. man. Courtney's coming after me now, too. <laughs> Look, she's, you're dead. Um, I know. I said GoDaddy's great earlier. <laughs> there's a really, there's a fabulous book. Have you, have you, have you heard of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? That, that book. Well, he, um, the guy behind Why that book you? is called Douglas Adams. And he wrote a really good book called The Meaning of Lif, L-I-F-F, because um, it turns out Lif is a place in the UK. And what he decided to do is he, he wrote a whole book, and it's like a dictionary, and he just went round the, the British atlas, and he just took place names, and then he gave them what he thought they should actually mean if they were real words. And it's really funny. Like, it has no business being funny. But it is because it's Douglas Adams. Uh, right. Okay. Moving on. We are 10 minutes away. Oh, can I just say, 
stop. Just stop what you're doing right now, right? And just go Google. I have no words to express how fun this is. Go Google Flopotron 3.0. Okay, let me just put that in the in the little chat thing here. Hold on, let me see if I can hilarious. find it. There we go. Uh, Flopotron 3.0. And you're going to find it at this URL. It's silent.org.pl. I don't even know what to say. This guy has more time on his hands than anybody that's ever lived. <laughs> and he's obviously a nerd. He's got something like... So, okay, you remember, if you're old like me, you remember putting the old floppy disks into the disk drive and it would go... <laughs> as it read it, it would make noises just like that. And he decided, wouldn't it be good if I got hundreds of these and made them play music? Now, I'm not going to play this because I'll get a takedown notice, which I don't really want to deal with um, because Google have lots of good lawyers and I don't. But just go and have a look at it. Come back to us and just go, yep, okay, I get it now. And it plays that. And he's got flatbed scanners doing the bass notes. He's built a ton of custom hardware to handle the queries. It uses 1.3 kilowatts of power. And because it's draining so much power, he's got two emergency stop buttons on it in case it catches fire. Guy's a lunatic, but has to be commended for his lunacy. Absolutely love it. Go and check it out, the uh, the Floppertron 3.0. Okay, where next? Let's go here. Maya, what's this all about? You've got an event. Here. <laughs> oh, thank you for promoting this. Uh, well, one of the, I mean, when you enter WordPress, then you are actually able to see how your, what your impact would be. And since I'm, I'm not a very code-oriented person, I'm trying to give my contribution in a different way. So I patched up uh, and just before and during um, the VCU, I, I met Anne Bovelet. And then Anne and I, we spoke about creating this meetup with a with Lazar. Uh, Lazar was uh, the third panelist where he and he's visual, totally visually impaired. So what we did, we tested a couple of websites with him. Actually, he chose a couple of websites to uh, to show how even the great design and knowing everything about accessibility, still there are things that are being improved and uh, overseen when it comes to testing so of any page for accessibility. So we came up with a couple of with, with a checklist actually of things which, uh, in addition to what already uh, scanners are doing, what should be checked as well. So if uh, you'd like to meet Lazar, he's a first visually impaired uh, person uh, who is doing the motivational talks and he's more than happy to help you out with um, with the accessibility of your website so uh, and is there to promote our efforts and then uh, Andrea uh, he's my colleague he's the guy who actually created a game for that can be played by both visually impaired and normal people so uh, each, each one of these people in but in addition to him being a great website um, website page uh, builder himself so I just wanted to, you know, showcase this, uh, not uh, being a good editor meetup uh, specifically, but actually the type of uh, learnings, what we share, and I'm sure that accessibility, it's never enough of accessibility points, right? That is a super cool panel. 
That's really interesting, like genuinely cool. So this is called Accessible Website Architecture and UX, and you can find it at events.godaddy.com. I'd be really interested to hear, particularly Lazar's comments about that. That just that, that would open, um, you know, such a my my view onto a world that I genuinely don't have too much insight into. When are we looking? Twentieth. Uh, have I got? Place. Sorry, say again. Place. It took place, so you can watch the recording below. I see. I'm sorry. Um, I thought well, we were into the future. So this is uh, this is about going and back and looking at the event that's already been included. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, but I just thought that accessibility needed a big shout, and you know, people in the accessibility team as well. Thank you very much for everything you're doing. You know, I'm also facing some accessibility issues myself, as any other person. So. So this is what it's just like to to show a little bit what we're doing now. Yeah, thank you. We had a we had a talk by Amber Hines in the Page Builder Summit, and it it was not only was it very well attended, but it was really appreciated because I feel it's still one of those topics where um, a lot of us aren't quite as up to speed as perhaps we need to be and ought to be. Okay, that's brilliant. And yeah, sorry, I misstepped. I thought that was coming up. Um, 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 okay. And can all I, right. Can I just do a quick hot take on that? Yeah, please. So I attended a GoDaddy event some months ago and I get the emails now and I swear to God, you guys have a good event like every three days. What are you doing over there? Yeah, it's, uh, did you see that? I mean, thank you for um, for letting me know. I wasn't sure if you were on our list or not. But oh, yeah. I am. We try to come up with really good content that would help community, not only WordPress community, but business community in general. So, so good kudos to all our teams. Thank you very much, Jessica. I, I really appreciate your work. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job over there with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. And that one in particular is of great interest and I think really important. Uh, Peacher says, oh my God, the Floppitron is amazing. I know. <laughs> try putting it's that addictive. in your... Try putting that in your rucksack and taking it anywhere. It's just like, nope, 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 nope. It's like he's got a dedicated space somewhere. He's renting a massive bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Adam, pros helping pros. Bob Don sneaking into the comments at the end, just like that. Uh, He says, late teaser, Nathan and I will be starting a new podcast soon. It's true, but I'm not telling you what anybody what it's about. Uh, what? You can't uh, do that. No, because no, the, the, the details. Don't... No, 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 no. No, there's nothing secret. It's we just haven't really figured it out. <laughs> 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 no, and when yeah, we release, just... the, when we tell you what it's called, you will then understand because it. Yeah, it's. Can we have a hint? No, just like one little hint. No, not even a tiny little hint. Bob can tell you in the comments if he, but Bob, Bob, don't. Don't say. Um, oh, Courtney, shh. He's been spilling the beans. Uh, right, okay. Last little piece is this one from me. Uh, love oh this. Oh, my God. <laughs> WP. <gasps> I am. I am. <laughs> Who's the comment? That's Cameron. Oh, no. It's, yeah, Cameron gets a pass, though, because every week he's here with WP old farts. <laughs> That's great. That's okay. That's now what it's called. Uh, it wasn't going to be called that, but that is now what it's called. Brilliant. No, here we go. Last piece for this week, which has been particularly hilarious. I think we've had a good time this week. Um, I have a small 
Edition. Oh, okay. Let's do this one quickly then. And we got three minutes before to put your piece in as well. That's great. Uh, this is so important, so needed. We're all going to make use of this. This is a rollback feature, which is in need of testing. Courtney contacted me. She's in the comments. She literally like 25 minutes before the show started said, can you include this? So I haven't really had time to read it, but the, the takeaway is... Uh, in the past, if a plugin has failed, then it's just a failure. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a way that you could, let's say, click a button in core, WordPress core, and and roll back to the previous version? I don't know how it's going to be implemented. I've been very lucky in that most of the WordPress sites that I've got, I update things and nothing goes wrong. But, you know, we've heard these stories. Very nice option. So you have a button to just roll back to the previous, presumably stable version. But the feature needs testing call for testing and the url is, well it's not easy and i won't if i put it on the screen it's going to be yeah thank you no 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 um just google rollback feature testing call to action it was andy fragen fragen something like that uh 15 hours ago so on the 26th so yeah courtney i'm sorry i couldn't do that justice but i just didn't really have time to read it uh okay yeah and then what's this do you want me to mention this for you quickly then yeah, Shall i just I put it on the screen bernard you uh, tell me all about it's it it's just a download link because oh, uh, somebody didn't make a, a, a an announcement post for it um but uh, there is a beta out for pods 2.9 uh, repeatable feeds maybe take a look or not it's 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 hot, it's fresh, it's buggy maybe, <laughs> but that's what letters are for. <laughs> it's hot, fresh, and it's full of bugs. Go and check it out. Um, okay, so that's that's Pods 2.9. Yeah. Uh, I will put uh, – can I link? I think I can. I'm going to link to You should, should be able, uh, able to link to GitHub to the release page. And then, Yeah, there um, we go. I'll put that on the screen. GitHub dot com forward slash pods framework forward slash lots and lots and lots of other things 2.9.zip uh i'll put the yeah. i'll put the link in the show notes that's it yeah. i think and we managed to sneak it without bob mentioning anything i'm working on an announcement post okay so there we go that's scott kingsley clark okay will scott when you get the announcement post will you send it to me please and i'll make sure it goes into next week. Uh, perfect coverage, Nathan. The goal was awareness and feedback. I should put that on the screen. Thank you, Courtney. That was the intent. It, uh, do this each week, Courtney. Just send me stuff just before we go live. I was going to say, yeah. another hot take. Can we just have a moment to honor Courtney? I'm telling you, she shares all the important news everybody needs to know through social media and post status. Yep. She is amazing. That page is basically what I need every week to do this show. If Courtney stopped working, I'm going to give up. Uh, it's not <laughs> happening. Um, thank you so much, Courtney, and thank you, Scott. That's it. We've run out of time. We're totally out of time. Uh, anything you want to say quickly, say it now. Just interrupt each other. Go quickly speak. Anybody want to say anything? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, okay. I, that, go on. I was just going to say I loved having this conversation with y'all. Yes, it was great. I know, I know, and we had a. I think we had quite a fun episode. There was a bit of blend of fun and silliness. Okay, so we've reached that point where we've got to do the um, the humiliating wave. Everybody, <laughs> get both hands and shake hands. Give us, give us the wave. Give it, my head. There we go. Give my the wrong hand. <laughs> Try just out of interest, right? Everybody, move move the hand on this side of your face. 
Ah, uh, you now you see. <laughs> it's not that easy, is it? You try to move yeah. on, and the wrong one goes. Okay, we've done it. Thank you so much. Appreciate all your comments. Really appreciate it. We'll be back next week um, with a different panel of guests, hopefully equal in caliber to this lovely bunch. We'll see you soon. <laughs>